2: from Sarasota, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 17th, episode 2851, brought to you today by Eagle Equine Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Monday.
0: Monday is my favorite time of year. This is
3: Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings.
2: I am the queen. You listen to me.
3: I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me. But I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the geek.
2: You look
1: especially radiant today, Your Grace.
0: I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday.
2: Dr. Wendy, thank you for joining us. I know Glenn is happy to have you filling in for him, and uh, so am I. Now, I did see that there was some weather in your area yesterday. Are you okay? Oh,
1: yeah. We're fine here in Sarasota, but, uh, but we did have some tornadoes south of us, and uh, we had tons of rain, And but today it's back to sunny and just a little bit windy.
2: Now I heard you walking across the room to go close your door a second ago and I heard flip-flops and I want you to know that pretty much the rest of the country hates you right now for wearing flip-flops.
1: I know. Well, I am famous for wearing flip-flops all the time, uh, but that's one of the reasons why I love to live in Florida because my feet aren't cold when I'm in my flip-flops.
2: <laughs> do you now, here's the here's the question, do you wear flip-flops around horses? I do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're that guy. (laughs) I'm that guy. I also ride my horses bareback with no helmet and sometimes barefoot. I leave my flip flops at the barn and then
2: ride. Do as she says, not as she does. <laughs> okay, everybody listening. But I appreciate your honesty. Well, hey, on the show today, we are going to talk to one of our listeners, Rachel Rosenthal. It's our Beyond the Ribbons highlight rider. And then we're going to hopefully, if we can get connected with her, have Deanne from Horse Nation be a part of it. And as usually I have equestrian, first of all, problems. But I, to be completely honest, I didn't know if we were going to have a show today, and my life has been a little bit hectic in the past uh, couple days, which we'll get to a se- in a second. Uh, so instead of that, I came up with a Horses in History, and Glenn loves to do the Horses in History segment, and I usually oh, yeah. make fun of him, so I have one in honor of Glenn. Oh, and great. It it uh, it covers our favorite topic, poop. <laughs> so, we're going to talk <laughs> about horses in history and poop here coming up in a second. But first, let's get to our daily winnings. Well, one of our listeners, Kristen McFarland, has a birthday today. So, happy birthday, Kristen! Happy birthday! And Kristen is uh, is family to me at this point because she bought baby Zara. Oh, so baby Zara, cute. who is now five years old, and I don't know what happened to That's the hard world. Hard to believe. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that 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 was like when I saw the Facebook memory come up of her birth a week ago. I was like, what? what how is she five years old what happened doesn't it make you like when you see them doing so well with our
1: new people doesn't it make you kind of tear up a little
2: bit oh my god i'm so thrilled for both of them because it was just the perfect match also i would like to welcome new auditors delia allen berenna starch and debbie love so you guys thank you for being new auditors we appreciate you being we're welcome to the family
1: Yes. Welcome to our HRN family. Okay. My daily Winnie is for my Dr. Kyle, who's so fabulous. And it also kind of is like an equestrian first world problem and daily Winnie rolled into one (laughs) because my birthday and, and Christmas are very close together. So I always feel like I always tell people I don't need any birthday presents, you know, like just make it just one present. And this year, especially, I didn't feel like I needed anything, but Dr. Kyle got me all these things that I didn't even know I needed. Like, um, you know, those string lights that you see at those cool, like Mike, uh, gastro pubs that are like outside. Yeah. He put those in my barn, in my horse barn. Aww. I mean, they look totally fabulous. And I had no lights in that barn before, but I didn't think I needed them.
2: Well, that's a very cost-effective way of putting lights in your barn. I know, and it looks so good. Oh, and that's
1: then awesome. I have this garage where I keep my hay in the carriages, and it has like like roll-up garage doors. And he put automatic garage doors in there, and then – got an app for my phone so I can see if I forgot to close the garage door or not. <gasps> oh my God.
0: That's a good I know,
1: idea. I know. I know. You, you would never <laughs> think you needed that. But it's like, don't you hate when you get back into the house and you're like, oops, did I leave the barn door, the garage door open, my hay barn open? And you can just look on your app and not even
2: go outside and look. I need that for my chicken coop because I I'll I have the panic mode at 3 a.m. Like, I'll hear coyotes outside and I'll go, I'll wake up. Oh my God. I know. Can well, I then, then you the could chicken. just look on your app on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yes, I could. That's a great idea. What a cool, what a cool gift. Way to go, Dr. Gall. Now, I also hear that you got some new babies.
1: I do. I have baby ducks. They're Ancona ducks, which are pintos, and they're totally adorable.
2: Oh, my gosh. That's cute. Well, I've made my order for baby chicks and baby ducks. So in February sometime, mine will be coming. But that is so cute. I'm getting ducks and chickens in one box. Oh, my God. What kind of ducks and chickens are you getting? So the chickens, I'm going to get some... uh, like a, they're doing, like a, they have like a brown egg layers. You get 15 and they just mm-hmm. give them to you, so that's, oh, that's cool. Great. And then I'm gonna get some Sea Brights because I have one Sea Bright and I feel like she needs a friend. Uh, oh, so we're gonna get it. I know she's so cute. Her name is Shazam, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna get another one of those. And I really want some silkies because they're oh. silkies. Uh, I just I went through the catalog and I was like I want that I want that yeah. I want that and then we're gonna get some Cayuga ducks which I'm pretty excited about. Oh, so, pretty! I love the ducks that you know they don't eat your fish they eat your mosquito larva and they eat bugs and we had yeah. because we have Muscogee ducks we had no mosquitoes here this summer and I just yeah. want to keep that keep that going so hopefully they'll all get along. Oh, that sounds so fun. Ed is a very powerful female. Lead duck here, and so we'll see if Ed can make friends with <laughs> new yeah. ducks. Ducks are bossy. I know they're great. I love them though, I love my ducks. So, congratulations! Hey, if, if you're getting silkies, have you seen the movie Chicken People? Yes. Oh my God. I just started watching that. I will not be bathing and blow drying. You're going to be that. You're going to be that girl. Oh my God. If you guys haven't seen Chicken People, it is like, um, it's a, it's a documentary about people that show chickens almost like best in show, but it's real (laughs) and it's hilarious. So definitely check that out. Lucas and I just watched it the other day. We're like, what is happening? I want to go show chickens now. It's so much easier. They just load them up in the car and take them. I mean, compared to horse showing. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. Hey, before we get to our first guest, what is new in the world of what you do, which is veterinary medicine, holistic healing, all of those things. Is that mad? Well, um, I do have some, uh, a little fun case
1: that um, is kind of a, a, I worked on it with another veterinarian that did just traditional medicine. And so it was like a, a a complimentary case, but this horse, uh, retired thoroughbred and kind of a rescue came to this person as a, like eight year old. Um, and she just had a lot of little problems that were leading to, you know, like ain't doing right kind of thing. Uh huh. um, so that's like something that we all deal with, right? Little aches and pains here and there. They can't get her left lead can or stiff neck, blah, blah, blah. And so they ended up um, treating her for kissing spine. But one of the inter- interesting things about kissing spine that we know of, uh, and we've known this for many years, is that if you, if you don't change your riding style, no matter what treatment you give them, whether it's like, conventional treatment or like my acupuncture chiro treatment, they don't show as, uh, as good results. Like they won't get better. And that's because they need to go long and low Mm -hmm. to, and what that's doing is like, you know, we all say that, Oh, long and low, long and low. And you think you're relaxing the muscles, but what you're really doing is you're building their muscles. There's what we call your core muscles, your muscles of stability Mm-hmm. So that's like when you do yoga or Pilates, like you don't look like you're doing much, but it's hard work. Right? right. And that's because those there's these tiny little muscles that go in between your vertebrae. And if those muscles aren't functioning properly because, um, you know, your fascia is out of whack or if they're just not strong enough because you let your big muscles do all the work. Then uh, if you don't have those little muscles of stability, then you're going to always show this kind of lameness. The rest of your body is going to break down. So one of the interesting things about kissing spine is that you can do all the treatment, right? We don't have a pill for it, but you can do all the treatment. But then there is also some rehab work. Yes. And, and And this woman that... That I'm working with right now is so great about her rehab work, and the trainer also is great about the rehab work. Which there's so many dynamics in that. If one person is not good about the rehab work, it doesn't doesn't work. You mm-hmm. know, like if the trainer's just going to crank them up, even if the owner is riding long and low, you know, you're still going to hurt those muscles. So it's a really fun case that I'm that for that. But it it really sh- that encompasses a lot of other cases like that.
2: Now, when you said there's that you did all the treatments for it, what are some of the treatments that you guys have now for kissing spine? Cause I've had well, dealt with it a lot. Yeah, I would, I would assume that you
1: would deal with it a, a lot because a lot of the horses that get kind of fail out on some job and they've done everything, inject the joints, blah, blah, blah and they, they need some rehabbing it's because their back hurts, right? Mm -hmm, Right. So we can inject their. We can, first of all, we diagnose it and it can be diagnosed with x-rays. And also there has been some, uh, research that you can diagnose it with thermography. So there's a great research article uh, by Tracy Turner, who's a a really great lameness vet. And he did a whole series uh, on kissing spine. If you wanted to look that up, but, um, you know, we inject the joints that we find in the back that we see is the problem. You can inject those with steroids and you can inject them with, uh, you know, like a one legend kind of thing. Joint and then, fluid, in, yeah. yeah. Um, and interestingly, uh, a lot of times we think of kissing spine at the withers, right. Mm. But in the old days when we used to, uh, diagnosed kissing spine the withers were kind of the only thing you could you could x-ray in the field as it's gotten more as we our diagnostics have gotten better um and more research has been done the middle of the back is really the number one place you have kissing spine right so right under the saddle right (laughs) um so uh like I said, you can inject and then uh, traditional Chinese medicine wise, we do acupuncture and Cairo, which can be really helpful. But I think uh, the, the combined treatment works the best. You know, yeah. I think when you get to the point that is diagnosed, I think
2: you do need some
1: injections and I think so you're going to get better faster.
2: Will you see success in, in resolving kissing spine or is it just something that you're going to have to manage for the rest of the horse's life?
1: Well, you have to manage it, but I think you can see a lot of success and it depends on, uh, the stage that you're at. Like, for example, the case I'm talking about this eight year old mare, I don't, I, I, I think her damage probably came from after her racing career because racing, we don't really jam them up in a frame. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't see a lot of kissing spine and racehorses and baby racehorses, um, but what happens is that maybe the baby racehorses, they build up all their their muscles of motion really uh, strongly. And then they go for their next career and they don't really have those muscles of stability like I'm talking about. And right. that's kind of what causes that damage. So I think if you catch them as young horses and I actually sometimes I I have this book that explains this all that I Give it to some of my clients. And, like, sometimes I read it, sometimes I don't. But especially young horses. um, if And dressage people are very good about doing this. That's what the dressage exercises are. The the dressage exercises you're doing are building your muscles of stability. Mm -hmm. Okay? But, you know, I have some people that don't want to do that. And I try to convince them to do it, but they're not going to do it. And then it's sad when it catches up to them later. Right. But...
2: But the, the, the kissing spine that I've dealt with was one horse that I had after four months, I still couldn't like get him to go, you know, ain't doing right kind of thing. Yeah. And he had one that, that the veterinarian at the hospital was like, this has been here for a very long time. Like he was probably born with it and I don't see anything that is going to be successful, you know, whatever the next horse after six months and we did 30 days of long and low, we did all the rehab we could do after 30 days, we re X-rayed him. And he was like, yeah, these are actually, there's two spots where the spine was actually growing together. Oh, that's And he would trip and almost went down with me a couple of times before we diagnosed it. Now I have Zeus who in the ain't doing right category, and he had two places and they were like, uh, they were kind of barely. So they injected him and now he's back to work. So I know that I've seen kind of both sides of, of the kissing spine conversation through horses just here at my farm. Yeah. And it just makes me wonder with so many thoroughbreds having it, it how, how, like all the horses that came from this one place that I had have it and it makes me wonder if there's a genetic component to it. Well,
1: I think there's definitely a genetic component, but also you have to think about, um, I really feel like kissing spine is a disease of your fascia. Right. And so like your fascia is like all your connective tissue, all these, like the, the connective tissue covering your muscles. So it's a posture thing. So, Race horses run the same way all the time, and they don't really worry about their posture, and they don't worry if they're even. So you're you're you can be kind of uneven and out of whack, and and that when you're when you're like that, that causes abnormal wear and tear on your joints. So like for example, a non race example of that is I have an alien left hand, okay? Yeah. I have no control <sighs> of my left hand, and it's also very tight. Is like has its own thing when I'm riding, it's like a stiff board. I know this, I can't do anything about it. And all my horses like reflect my alien left hand, so they all have the same kind of issue. So, Cairo and acupuncture is very helpful for them because they're a little bit stiff because their mother has an alien left hand, both riding and driving. Interesting. So, if I, if I, they especially horses that are very strong and talented, they can put up with a lot of, of unevenness and still be good and you won't notice it. But like inside they're thinking, oh my God, my neck hurts that woman would she just let go of her hand? So you know like it's those little we call it activities of daily living. Or like if you um, carry like your little kid, you just sent your Lucas off to school, if he always carries his backpack on his right shoulder, Chiropractors always see that they
2: can tell which shoulder your baby carries their backpack on. Wow, interesting. Well, this the the kissing spine thing has kind of popped up in my life a lot. So I'm really glad we got to talk about it a little bit. If anybody has any questions or wants to read that article, you can find Wendy with your email. Wendy at
1: DrWendyYing.com. And you know what? I'll also put some uh, links in the auditor page because there's some really interesting work about Kissing Spine. Um, And it's too much for us to recap on the show, but you can read it on your own. And there's some really great books that I have that can uh, help you work on it yourself.
2: Fantastic. Thank you. Well, hey, let's go ahead and we're going to get our first guest on the show. But first, let's talk about our title sponsor. And I just love this stuff. MagnaGuard helps prevent ulcers and other gastric issues, giving your horse a happy tummy that he or she deserves. Magniguard helps calm horses in two ways. First, the magnesium and it is a natural calmer, and then it keeps the gut feeling great, which allows horses to relax. It contains important trace minerals. It's all natural. Can be fed continually without negative side effects. Customers report healthier, shinier coats, less colic, healthier hooves, and overall healthier horses. There's a discount code HRN gets you 15% off your first order at EagleEquine.com. That's one time use. So make you count all of their products come with a money back guarantee so if you're not satisfied you can contact eagle equine products for a full refund we decided to start doing a beyond the ribbons segment and that is to highlight a rider who may or may not have a challenging situation or is going into the show world and we were contacted by Rachel Rosenthal, one of our auditors, and Rachel is has a great story to tell. Rachel, thank you for joining us. Hi, glad to glad to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and your 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 recent journey.
3: So um, about I guess about ten years ago now, I had this goal and I bred my mare to a really nice quarter horse stallion, got, you know, the the baby of my dreams, did lots of things with her, showed everything from hunter over fences to Western dressage, Western classes, ranch. We did all the things, had some great plans. And then she got sick Mm. and uh, I ended up losing her last November to a pretty serious inflammatory bowel disease that had turned into lymphoma, which, you know, completely rocked my world. So pretty soon I was on the search for a new partner because, you know, horses are kind of addictive. And I am starting back at the very beginning with a little, I found a little paint filly. She's about nine months old. And um we're gonna be doing the whole halter, in hand trail, maybe lunge line later on in the year. We'll see how it goes. But yep, starting back at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. What a what a great
2: first of all, I'm so sorry about your loss. Oh my gosh, that is like just as unbelievably heartbreaking, but how cool to kind of start over and, and skip the breeding and the pregnancy and get right back to it (laughs) with a a filly. And uh, what an amazing, what an amazing situation to, to take a horse and educate it that young and get it out to see all the things. I mean, this is, this is, you're setting yourself up for such a great success in the future.
3: It, It is. And I mean, I have kind of specific ways I like my horses to be trained or to be ridden or how I ride them. And it's just nice to be able to, you know, get that going from the, from the beginning when, you know, they've been handled well their whole lives, you know, what has gone into it, what has happened to them. And you can get them out to shows when they're 700 pounds versus 1200 <laughs> you know it's nice to get them out and seeing all the things
1: I think Absolutely. it's also like a, that's such a important point of time that um when you're going to see how their personality is and yeah. their attitude towards life and I think horses that are kind of just turned out into the field until they're older they it's like it's like sending it's like teenagers running wild you know like they need <laughs> yeah. some structure as baby horses that it's so nice when you can do that yourself, and when you're focusing on just one horse, you know, you have the oh, time yeah. to really do it.
3: Yeah, no, she'll get the full attention for sure. I think she already has. She has lots of people already loving on her and I bet. doing all the things. So, so She's when a did you? Little girl. When did you pick her up? I didn't. This is <laughs> this is actually a great story. Um I'd kind of looked at a couple other babies none of them really worked out and this one it was just like everything happened so quickly and so easily I mean you don't want to say something's meant to be but everything just fell into place so well and then I had said she came from northern Idaho and I had said you know shipping's going to be really expensive I'm not sure about this and the breeder was like well I'm coming down to a horse show in Vegas in 2 weeks I can bring her for to you, and I was like, "And sold." <laughs> oh, that's great <right>. because <laughs> you're
2: in Vegas. I mean, that's where you live, so yeah. that is absolutely perfect. So she came down, and when when did she get there?
3: Uh, nine thirty at night.
2: Um, <laughs> when, like, what, like a month ago, <clears throat> or like I'm a week ago? I'm sorry, okay. I'm
3: sorry. Um she came down Thursday night. So, what is oh, today wow. Monday. So a couple days ago. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, I, I was thinking like you've had her for a couple months, but so this is like a brand new thing. This is so exciting. Oh yeah, no, exactly. she's brand new. And she's so funny because you know she she walks off of the trailer and you know she's this a baby. She lives in a field. I mean, he did a lot of things with her, but mm-hmm. still she's a baby. And she walks off the trailer and you know, I'm at kind of a fairgrounds co op situation which has all the things going on. And she gets out and she kinda of looks around and goes, Huh Looks at the donkey next door and goes, So he's weird looking and then looks <laughs> in the stall and goes, So let's talk about dinner? Is there dinner? Aww. Aww. I was like, I love her. Okay, you'll fit right in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. So do you have anything scheduled for her? I mean, gosh, it's so new. I, I'm assuming it's going to take a while, but I know we're supposed to follow along with your journey. So when does your journey begin? I mean, aside from the position.
3: We, <laughs> well, we have um, we have a very active local open show series here. They put on about a show a month for six months out of the year. And the first show is April, or April, February the 19th. So I'm kind of hoping to have enough of a a little bit of a handle on her to be able to just go down, hang out, do a halter class, maybe an in-hand trail if the pattern doesn't look, you know, too difficult, and just give her a good, just a good experience, take her a friend, you know, something like that. So you know clean. you live
2: in Vegas when shows are f- mid February. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're so excited to follow along with your journey. Thank you so much for being a part of Horses in the Morning and, and I'm looking forward to and what's her name again? Uh Poppy. Like poppy. the flower. Uh, She's a little poppy pony. Does she have yeah. a show name or is her actual full name Poppy?
3: Um, we're still kind of working on that. Uh she has a registered name, which is very cute. Um, but all of my horses have always had a musical theme my whole life. I'm a big old nerd. And her <laughs> daddy is named Full Metal Jacket, like M E D A L. And then her mama's name is Q L Mo Paint because she's a paint. So I was thinking it might be really cute to name her Play Mo Medalica. Oh, so, uh, yeah. that's cute. I like it. So we'll, we'll see, cause her her current name is kind of cute too, but we'll we'll see. What's her current name? Uh, Gunmetal and glitter. Ooh, see, I like God, that. That's so quarter horse paint. Gun, <laughs> metal, and glitter. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure what I'm gonna do with that yet. I mean, the the glitter with the Vegas thing. I, I know but, it's totally Vegas. Is there there's gotta be a band
2: named gunmetal? I'm gonna
1: name my ducks. I'm gonna name the boy, the head boy, gunmetal, and the head
3: girl glitter. Oh, there, you <laughs> I go. Love there you go. Especially if she's kind of sparkly.
2: All right, so I Googled bands with the gun in their name and the one that popped up, which just totally makes sense, is Velvet Revolver. That's pretty good. Oh, Mm (laughs) whatever. That's cool. Well, we are super excited. Next time we talk to you, we want to hear about the preparations that you've been going through and then also uh, what you ended up naming her. It'll be very exciting. I can't wait.
3: (laughs) Awesome. That'll be fun.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks, Rachel. It's time for our Horse Nation segment of the week with Deanne from Horse Nation. Now, Deanne, you're not coming to us through your computer because you are currently waiting on the veterinarian, correct?
0: I am that lovely part of horse ownership.
2: What's going on? I have Dr. Wendy Ying with me here. She can diagnose anything <laughs> over the phone. So, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's on? not my horse. It's a, it's a Borders horse. Um, we have, you know, with the weather and things like that, there's kind of a dry cough going through my barn with a low grade fever. That's not uncommon with the other horses. I'm not totally panicked about it. We've got an eye on it, got an eye on everyone's temp, but this horse in particular is, um, not stoic would probably be the best way to put it. <laughs> um, so she tends to be more sensitive than everyone else. So, she um was showing some of the same symptoms, like whatever. And her owner is very meticulous, is a fabulous horse owner, really loves this horse, um, and had our vet out on an emergency call last week. Um, and the vet, you know, did your standard like CBC, chem profile, all the SAA, you know, all the things. Um and she had a small infection, which like wasn't a huge surprise, but was really what was really weird is that her liver enzymes were elevated and her glucose was really low. Um, and when this horse doesn't feel well, she immediately goes off feed, kind of no matter what, like whereas mm. if my horse goes off feed, I'm like the sky is falling, like um, you know everyone's sound the alarms, but it's not totally uncommon for this horse um but so we started her on antibiotics um, and I live in Pennsylvania, so tick borne diseases are really, really common um before like the CBC and chem profile came back we kind of were like you know what like let's we suspect anaplasmosis like we're seeing it everywhere this year so let's just before we'll send those tests out before they come out we'll just treat her as if that is the case um both those tests came back negative took and she did not do well on the minocycline went totally anorexic on me um and i think i hear the vet pulling in right now uh-huh. um so since then oh yeah she's here it's been this um roller coaster of trying to keep this horse eating and keep her well and get her um infection to go away we even hauled to like ohio state um to see their internist and um basically it's a big question mark oh so well, she was doing the better can I give
1: a, can I give you a little Chinese medicine advice before you go? Absolutely. Uh, antibiotics are really cold. You know, we think of temperature wise, right? So yeah. antibiotics are really cold, and it sounds like she's kind of sensitive, so it's sensitive to those issues. And also, antibiotics kind of kills off the gut microbiome. So you can try to give her warming foods, like in Chinese medicine wise, warming foods are like things like you would eat in the fall, like warm like pumpkin pie spices or like uh like sweet potato is really good so you could do like a raw. so i
0: am i am gonna have to run because the vet's walking in the door right now i will say an added piece of all this before this happened is that the horse is a chronic colicker so her diet is very dialed in (laughs) so we are very hesitant to add anything else so it's a fun fun game but i'm sorry so i think if jamie like if you can share um so suggestions on the show notes because I totally have to book and I'm sorry to do this to you guys.
2: Oh, go, go. We all understand the, the emergency call on that vet. I've had to dip out of the show before too. So take off and, uh, we're thinking the best thoughts and, uh, yeah, I'll get some suggestions from Wendy and we'll put them in the show notes.
0: Okay, great. Thanks so much. Okay. Good Bye. luck. Bye. Aww. Thank you. Bye.
2: God, we've all been through that. Know, Just like, oh my God, yeah. I gotta go, I gotta go. The vet's coming, vet's coming right now. And then, there's like, a mysterious issue with a horse. It sounds like they're doing everything they can. So yeah, actually, I don't know how to put things in the show notes. Do you? Me? No, I don't know how to do it. Well, then just email me and I'll just email (laughs) her. (laughs) No, I don't know how to do any of that. I don't know. Glenn does all that stuff. So, well, hey, but before we, since I get, like I said, we didn't get to equestrian first world problems because I spent the week. Well, Thursday, I got on a plane. Wendy, that was piloted by my husband. Oh, nice. Yeah, he had a 36-hour layover in Santa Barbara, California. Oh, my God. Right? That is super fun. I love Santa Barbara. Yeah, so, well, Monty uh, and his family, Monty and Debbie and Pat, they all live in, in Bulton, which is about 40 minutes north of the airport. So oh, my God. we went, stayed in the, the hotel that's provided for pilots, and then on Friday morning, we got in a car, and we drove— North. I uh, rented a car for the day, uh, for about nine hundred dollars. Car rental is insane right now. Oh my it's gosh, not that much. But uh, so we got in a car. We drove up to Monty's, and I did a sit down with him, which was interesting because I don't do things on camera, Wendy. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm in my pajamas right now. You know, yeah. like I'm a mess. I had to do an. On, I did a horses in the morning, kind of like a equestrian legends, just to pick his brain, not not about horse training stuff, like more of like personal right. stuff, yeah. which you don't really know a whole lot about this because yeah. it's it's not you know, but he just asked training questions, so. Picked his brain. It was a really interesting interview and it went almost two hours. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, it was really awesome. But there's cameras associated with it. And so, like, I have a camera that's off to my like three o'clock and a camera that's at my five o'clock and or seven o'clock. And the camera is like, if you, I can't lean forward at all because I'll block yeah him, and then i can't so i couldn't move because there's two cameras on me and i'm telling you what it would suck to be an actor i mean i couldn't handle it i had to have debbie hold mm-hmm. a sign up that if i moved she would have a sign i said make a sign that says you're on camera i know <laughs> so i sit up straight you know one time glenn and i had to do this thing from live oak well,
1: remember we did the yeah, the yeah live yeah. oak thing so we did our show that wasn't on camera but then live oak did something like we had to do these <laughs> this, video thing and we were we had to do like five takes because we were so <laughs> bad and we were super awkward with our hands
2: <laughs> like ricky <laughs> bobby they're like going up next to you oh while we're doing my hands yeah so that's kind of how I was so i had to sit very still and It ended up, we talked for two hours and it was so interesting. And I even did the second half is so far the feedback that I've got about the first half. So we aired one half last Friday and then next Friday, the second half is going to come out. And I even asked him all those questions from inside the actor's studio. Oh, and yeah, it is so, so awesome. And so interesting. So definitely, if if you haven't heard part one yet, it was last Friday. And it's just me sitting down talking to Monty about like personal stuff. And the next Friday is going to be the wrap of that. But because of that, I thought it was going to air this Monday, uh, because nobody told me any different. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not true. So I did not submit for equestrian first world problems. So we don't have those today. Oh. So what I do have is a Horses in History segment. And at this point, we would have some sort of like, horses in history. <laughs> I'm you, we don't have one of those, but it would sound really cool if we did. And I'm going to tell you about a crisis. Wendy. Okay, a I'm crisis. ready. In 1900, there were over 11,000 handsome cabs on the streets of London alone. Remember Black Beauty? There was like... Thousands Mm -hmm. of horse-drawn buses, each one of those needed 12 horses today, making a total in London of over 50,000 horses transporting people around the city each day. To add to this, there were horse-drawn carts and drays. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure you do. That's a
1: truck. That's like a a wagon
2: that moves uh, cargo. That's awesome. See, I do know what it is. But they delivered (laughs) what was around, at that point, the largest city in the world, And as you can imagine, this huge number of horses created some major problems, okay? (laughs) Uh, Remember, a horse will produce between 15 and 35 pounds of manure each day, and we've got, you know, 50,000 horses in the city streets. And they have those cobblestone streets, and (sighs) oh my gosh. So the manure on London streets also attracted a huge number of flies. Oh my God. So imagine you walk out and it's like, it's like going into a barn that's never had its stalls cleaned because who's, there was nobody to go out there and pick up all the poop. So typhoid fever and other diseases were being spread. Yeah. Also, this is shocking to me. Did you know that the life expectancy for a working horse was three years I'm not surprised. I mean, think about cobblestones.
1: Whoever invented cobblestones was like the devil, right? Because you're talking about this manure problem. Even if you had somebody to clean up, could you imagine trying to clean up manure off cobblestones? And then how bad is it for their legs to walk on cobblestones?
2: Would you ever ride your horse on cobblestones? No, I mean, it's terrifying. So it wasn't just a British crisis because New York had a population of 100,000 horses providing, you know, doing about 25 pounds of manure and then all the urine and everything. And the problem came to a head when in 1894, the Times newspaper predicted, quote, in 50 years, every street in London will be buried under nine feet Of manure. Oh my God. And this became the, (laughs) this is an actual thing. Quote, the great horse manure crisis of 1894. (laughs) How come we don't study this stuff in school? I don't know. We should. The first ever international urban planning conference was in New York and no solution could be found. And they said it seemed urban civilization was doomed. Do you know how they solved this problem? I have an idea. What's your idea? I think they that's how they came up with cars. You
3: got it! Ding, ding, ding!
2: In 1912, the insurmountable problem had been resolved. In cities all around the globe, horses had been replaced with new motorized vehicles. They were the main source of transportation and carriage uh, so that is how, you know, the necessity is the mother of invention, I guess, yeah. you know, so, um, <clears throat> apparently I still think that's sad. I think they should have, st- I think,
1: I mean, I, I think city travel would be much better if it was
2: horses still. I agree. I agree. But apparently if the life expectancy is three years, for well, a working you know what, horse, you have to
1: think about that too. Like. You know, some people don't take care of their cars and the horses were like cars and horses are so delicate if you don't take care of them. Right. So. I could totally see that.
2: Oh, my gosh. I just had no idea that there was a great horse manure crisis of 1894. So Me in either. honor of Glenn being gone, I thought I would bring you a little horse history. I've been accused of not liking the horse history segments, Wendy. But usually what happens is Glenn picks out the horse history segment and I just like to give him a hard and time.
1: Yeah. Maybe he
2: picks out boring ones. But this one was great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Horses in History is brought to you by me. (laughs) (laughs) Wendy, it's been so great having you on the show. I really appreciate you being here. You're just like super fun. The coolest person in the world. Send me all the things on kissing spines Send me all the things on the cooling foods for Deanne. And, um, there is, I, I, There is potential that you might join me at the movement at Flag Is Up. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. I'm putting that it out there fun. into the world. And so if you guys, the Movement 20. 20- twenty two how's it twenty twenty two the movement twenty twenty two you can go look for that. you can contact debbie laux and uh we'll we'll have more information coming at you soon, but it's uh something that's very exciting and I'm definitely gonna be at so anyway, go listen to the Monty interview from last week. The second half will be this coming Friday. Wendy you'll find it interesting too because he just some of the stories he tells. And I I love to listen to his voice too.
1: I I like, he's the kind of guy you don't even care what he's talking about.
2: (laughs) He's he's great. Let me tell you a story that I didn't, and then, then we'll go. Uh, but a story that I didn't talk about, um, with with uh actually should we do it in the post show i think maybe yeah, let's, do let's do it in the post show let's do in the post show i'll tell you a story in the post show about him that you'll find uh entertaining because he's always been through more than we have so uh, right now we'll say goodbye everybody have a great day george can play the music out as we're saying spay neuter and gels.